Welcome to episode 25 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And we are glad you're tuning in again for another exciting episode. I'm looking forward to tonight. we got a special guest on tonight. We'll tell you a little bit more about that later, but we are glad that you've joined the podcast and you're listening in. And we're just thankful that you've uh, gave it a shot. And we hope if you uh, do listen to the podcast, if you like what you hear, and you haven't done it yet, go out and subscribe. Anywhere podcasts are found, you can pretty much find Land the Plane Podcast and just give us a subscribe, a like, comment, any of those types of things. It's all good for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it actually does help a lot. Yeah, it does. On, it really does. Uh, It'd be very like, nice of you. If you yeah. <laughs> on, especially like on iTunes, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. it, it pushes those those things up in the, in the search queries and all that kind of stuff. You know, we never want to sound like people who are begging, but please. We're begging. Please. <laughs> Please go do it. <laughs> we're not begging, but we're getting as close as possible. We're on YouTube, too. If you're better at commenting and liking there, yeah. please go do it. <laughs> no, great, super. Jonathan, I am looking forward to talking to you about our first little topic of the night. Oh, boy. <laughs> I found this story, and I'm so excited. I'm way behind, I think, because this is probably like... This original story that I'm reading or, or found was, you know, it's a little bit over, it's not quite a year ago, but it's just too good not to pass up. Have you okay. heard, this yes. is over in Sweden, okay, so we might make a road trip. <laughs> Have you heard- be more than a road trip. That there's a thing called the Disgusting Food Museum? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. What this museum has done, they've put like 80 different foods on display. Okay. And it's legitimate foods from around the world that a lot of people might think are disgusting. Disgusting. I can't talk. But the people actually do use them either for food or for like even some medicinal purposes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, it's not very hard to believe because I believe some of the things that I see on Food Network. Or it looks disgusting. Well, and it's just hold because on it's to from your the britches. other side of the United States, not much, much <laughs> no. less outside of the country. It says to enjoy the museum, you must have a strong stomach and an open mind. Mm. So I, I'd like to know at the end of this which of these you would like to uh, try. None of them. <laughs> Actually, you've had some of them before. Okay. That is spoiler alert. Uh, uh, some some of the more I, I guess because some southern cuisines yeah yeah but <laughs> probably make the list I'm, I'm gonna let you play a little game a little quick game here in just a second but, oh boy uh, here's some some delicacies from it fruit bat soup okay all right not too bad not fruit too bad bat. yeah frog smoothies mm. you can have Iceland's infamous fermented shark meat uh, okay all right not too yeah, bad yeah, I mean you can get fermented fish all over the place. Here's here's one for you. Mouse wine. Hmm. Okay. I wonder where they and get y'all that. Y'all can Google wine. this. Like just Google disgusting food museum and look at the images. All right, because they took pictures of some of the stuff. This the rice wine is is from China and it's infused with dead baby mice that are just a few days old. That's wrong, dude. 
That's wrong just on so many levels. Don't look at that picture if y'all don't want to know. Here is um, sheep eyeball juice. Mm. Dude, legit, there is a cup, and there's a eyeball floating, floating in, in the it. cup. Yeah. Oh, man. On a mission trip one time, we had goat stew, and they believed in using every part uh, of the goat. Here's some roasted guinea pig. Every part of it. Yeah, it looks well burnt. Uh, um, how about some maggot cheese, John? <laughs> and it's, it's well, cheese. Well, I mean, you got blue cheese. It's, <laughs> that is there's not a reason the they call same. it blue cheese. That's not the same as maggot cheese. Yeah. Still. Oh, what else? What every else? kind of cheese is wrong. Oh. I mean, I like a lot of cheeses, but I mean, oh. think about car- cottage cheese. Who Who thought of that? You know, it's, it's bad milk. You could do a whole show on who was the first person to think of something. Yeah. Like, even to eat a chicken egg. Like, look, the egg just came out of that chicken. Let's eat it. Look, it's still warm. <laughs> I mean, mm. why is that? You know, I'm glad they did because I like eggs. But here's a bulled sheep or cow head, dude. And the bone is like still, like the skull is still in the pot, man. So I can't, I could not do it. Um, uh, they said this stinky dish of fermented soybeans in Japan. So these are some of the things, and, and y'all, you gotta go out there and look at the the pictures. But he listen to this one. This one said um, that this person would not try. It says I, I'm not gonna try to pronounce what it is. It's a cheese from Sardinia that's made by slaughtering a baby goat with a belly full of its mother's milk. The stomach is then removed and hung up to make cheese. What? Like it's like where do you come up with this what? idea? It's it says, mean. Somebody quotes it says it's horrible. It starts off just like a normal cheese taste and then it has this incredibly strong aftertaste that is absolutely overpowering. If you eat too much of it, it stays in your mouth for one or two days after you eat it, dude. Oh my goodness. All right, so I got to ask you this. What western foods, United States from the United States? What western foods do you think are in the museum? Is this going to be like multiple choice? Uh, no, because I haven't had time to make it West, multiple choice. I don't, I don't know. Okay, you don't think of anything weird that we eat here in the United States that might make the list? Like some kind of roadkill cafe kind of thing? Like no. armadillo soup. Here, Here's what's on display. Black licorice. Okay. Jello fruit salad. This is what yeah. made it in the museum. Yeah, that's funny. Pork. Po- what kind of pork? Yeah. This pork. It just this says pork. pork. Yeah. And the and the and the image is a is a little pig stuck full of syringes because they talk about the amount of like antibiotics and, and growth hormones and stuff oh, we put in our food. Give me a break. I know. And so that's why they put pork. Not that because it tastes bad. But then uh, the last one is is root beer. Really? They put root beer on display. And that would break my kids' hearts, man. They love root beer. No doubt. And it says, because, it said it would surprise many Americans to find out that most Europeans think root beer has an odd and disgusting taste similar to that of toothpaste. No. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine walking through the disgusting museum and seeing sheep eyeball drink or whatever that was. Yeah, like comparing that to pork. Mouse wine. And then pork. 
And then a jello salad. Yeah. <laughs> and then jello salads are weird. They, they can be for yeah. sure. Because yeah. some people just think you just put it in there. Yeah. It'll whatever it is, just throw it in. Yeah. But then a, a bottle of root beer? I'd probably just drink that. Did, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, anyway, I thought the people would love to go out and give it a Google. Give it a Google. Google it. Check it out. Uh, look at the images. That's fun. I warn you, don't look at the. Don't look at all the, the images. The baby mouse one. It's pretty messed up but anyways so what are we doing tonight jonathan <laughs> man we nothing to do with food <laughs> yeah. but uh <clears throat> anyway um man we are being joined by a uh by our, our first international interviewee that's right yeah it uh we're going to be interviewing uh, a girl named shanine she is a um a blogger and she has a Christian blog called The Hoot and How. And uh, we're going to be talking to her just a little bit, kind of getting uh, just some insight onto as to, as to kind of why she started her blog and what she likes to do there. A um, couple of interesting things there and just kind of getting to know her. All right. Well, let's go do that, man. I'm excited. All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and roll that interview. All right, so now we are joined by Shanine Thompson. Uh, she is the author and, I, I guess, blogger at the Hoot and How uh, blog. Uh, you can find it on your net. We'll tell you where later. We want to tease you first, but uh, Shanine is joining us. Shanine, how are you doing? Pretty good. We really appreciate you coming and joining us tonight. Um, now, why don't you tell everybody where you're from, first of all, and a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, I'm from Alberta, Canada, and I have been married for a year and a half, and I blog, and that's basically my life right now. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Now It's you, kind of too cold up there right now to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, why don't, why don't you share with our listeners so they won't complain too much about, about the temperature outside your house right now <laughs> yeah it's for the past couple of weeks it's been minus 30 celsius which we said was what minus 22 fahrenheit yeah yeah cold that's what that is it's cold yeah like, I, I i'm not made for that at all so so god bless you i mean <laughs> yeah but but now you're originally from canada and stuff right i mean that's that's your home country that's where you've been your whole life yeah born and raised so I guess you're a little more used to it than probably we are down here in the southern United States. So In theory, I'm super skinny, so I do not have any natural protection against the cold. Well, we might be okay up there, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. We might have a little more insulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might. Yeah. Maybe. It's pretty much a guarantee. Well, uh, enough about that. Um, tell us a little bit about your blog and, and, and what it is you do on the Hoot and How. And I want to I know how you got the, where the name came from, the Hoot and How. So. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll start with the name, I guess. Um, I really love owls and foxes. And um, I also really love England and my husband. And I went to England and Wales on our honeymoon. And while we were in Oxford, we went to a pub called the Eagle and Child, which is actually a pub that C.S. Lewis 
C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien and their writing group used to hang out at a lot. So very well-known pub. And so just kind of went with the feel of kind of the pub name and mixing in the owls and foxes. It was my husband who came up with the idea. So giving the credit to him for that one. All right. Tell us a little bit about what you do on there. Like, what's your what's your what's your goal? Yeah, um, I love talking about Jesus, and I just am super passionate about digging into the Word and helping people dig into the Word as well. And I also love all things geeky. So if we can connect Jesus and geeky things, that's the perfect spot. We can appreciate geeky around here. Can't yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is an R two D two on the wall right right next to us, so we uh, definitely can appreciate geeky. So, and I know you like Doctor Who. I've seen that on your Instagram and stuff. Big yeah. Doctor Who fan. Yes, I love Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Actually, while we we're on our honeymoon in Wales, we went to the Doctor Who experience, which was like a big museum with all their props and costumes and stuff. So that was good. Who's your favorite Doctor? 12. I love Peter Cabaldi. Okay. You didn't know I knew that, did you? <laughs> you didn't know I could throw out who's your favorite doctor talk. That's about it when it comes to Doctor Who for me. I haven't watched too much of it, but uh, I, I keep up a little bit. Yeah, you've mentioned your husband a couple of times. What's your husband's name? His name is Travis. Travis. All right. Shout out to Travis. <laughs> so, uh, one of your your stories that, that caught my attention, uh, that, that if you search the hoot and how, one of the first things that come up is why you started this blog, kind of that journey that, that, that you, you took for, for getting the blog started. And, and I wanted to ask you about that and kind of wanted you to tell us a little bit about that story here in person, because I think a lot of our listeners could relate to that story. And that was one of the things that kind of got my attention when we, I connected through through Instagram and stuff. So why don't you um, maybe tell people a little bit about that journey you went on of why you started the podcast, why you or not by podcast, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's, why that's you started us. the blog and, and what what your motivation was behind that, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um I think it was about a year ago. Um I had just graduated from university. I had just gotten married and was kind of getting into the workforce and going through all of those major life changes kind of all at once. And um, all those things sound so good. And then you get into them and they are good, but it's still a lot of change. And I was having a lot of trouble coping with that change, I guess, just trying to figure out what my new role in life was and where things were going like I had hit all the major milestones and what was next and um yeah I was struggling a lot a lot more than I thought I was going to be and um it was dragging me down a lot I was just like yeah felt very very heavy and um like I couldn't really get out of it and I was confused about why And um, I just wanted my life to have more purpose. And um, I've always loved writing. And one day I was having coffee with a friend and I was like, well, I should just start a blog. And I was like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) 
why don't I just start a blog? And um, so, yeah, I started the Hoot and Howl. Um, I needed a way or wanted a way to share Jesus with more people. And that allowed me to do that and share my passions and Cool. Let me ask you this. Do you think um, kind of going into marriage, going, getting getting out of school, going into marriage, all those kind of things, do you think part of, of maybe what was going on there was, was maybe a little bit of, um, I don't know, like childhood expectations of <clears throat> what marriage is supposed to look like or what you know, a career is supposed to look like or what it's supposed to look like just to be an adult. Um, and, and things were just like different than expectations that, that maybe you had grown up to or, or were kind of having that kind of thing. Cause I feel like that's something that, that hits a lot of people. Yeah, totally. I think something that I've been learning about expectations is that most of the time I don't even realize that I have them until they get disappointed. So, um, yeah, like I don't know if I can even pinpoint exactly what my expectations were, especially before I wouldn't have been able to tell you what I expected marriage to be like, but yeah, getting into it, there was, you kind of expect it to be all like crazy happy and awesome and everything's good. And then it's just different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's not that it's that there's anything wrong. It's just some of those, you know, maybe some unmet expectations that, that like you said, you didn't even really know that you had. Um, And I wonder how much kind of how much, media, you know, movies and TV and, and books and uh, all those kind of things, how much of that kind of plays into kind of our expectations of, of what marriage is like and what um, just adulting is like that we don't even, like I said, don't even really realize that we have those. And so when they're not being met, we're not even sure you know, I, I think that can be a, a, a pretty big kind of sticking point for a lot of people. Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, being married now, watching movies and TV shows that have married couples in them is so strange because almost none of them get marriage right, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Marriage is so often poorly portrayed in the media. Yeah, it, it doesn't really show us the 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 challenge, and and marriage is great. I, I love being married. Going, I mean, we're going on seventeen years now, and I love it. But it it is it is is always something to work on and continue to go on. And I can imagine it's an, and and I think about people in their walks of life, especially is coming out of like college, university, getting married, doing all those types of things. That's some like drastic life change going on, you know, just just the process of what your daily norm is. And then, you know, and I don't even know getting getting out of school when you don't have homework or you don't have these things to keep you busy. Sometimes you almost like that that purpose. I mean, do you feel like a sense of purpose was lost in some ways, maybe? 
Yeah, a little bit, I think. Like, after so many years of school and just being in that routine of school and homework and projects and all that for the first, like, 20 years of my life, essentially, and then getting out of that, and it's that thing that you had to do all the time isn't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's tough. I mean, because I, I've I've experienced that that struggle myself, and just what what becomes the new norm. And I think a lot of people go through that. But Shanine, you said that you, you know your faith is is very important to you, your relationship with Jesus. What what role did your faith play in in making that transition? I know I know you started the blog and stuff, but maybe kind of a little bit deeper into your relationship with Jesus to kind of help you through that transition time. Yeah. Um. I think during that time, my relationship with God was feeling a little bit dry and it was a bit of a struggle, but um, I've always felt that when things are dry like that, that's when you have to push especially hard. Um, I try really hard not to give up and like stop reading the Bible or stop going to church or anything like that when those things are happening, like I try to make it a big part of my routine to stick to those spiritual disciplines. And I think that even when I don't feel it working in my life, God definitely still is. And um, he reassures me of his presence and eventually brings me through that dryness. Yeah, I, I I know when uh, when I first got married, um, we'd been married, and I think within the first year we um, we got married. We moved twice. We had a baby, and I had two job changes. <laughs> so it was so it was like crazy. Um, but at the same time, I think we were one thing that's a little different. We were just so busy with all of that that was going on that it was almost like we didn't even really have time to to realize what normal was supposed to be. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, and but I do remember that first year just being so um, I, I don't know crazy. I guess is the best word for it. Just, you know, almost not knowing exactly what all was going on. But I do remember um, kind of struggling against some some expectations and things like that. Like, you know, the the, the Hollywood version of marriage and, um, you know, even with jobs. I mean, have you noticed that people on TV, like they either don't have jobs or their jobs are the only thing they do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> It's like when when do you actually go home? You're always at work. Or for other shows it's like when do you go to work? You're always at home. I don't get it. Um and, and so they can I don't know, they just write in exactly what they want to show and you know I, th- I think I think maybe even we push in or like play into that a little bit even with social media. You know, I mean, we and, and we've talked about that on a couple of podcasts. Just how, um, 
sometimes social media is 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 kind of I don't know. There's a couple of layers there where we where we are a little fake. I mean, let's just let's just be real. You know, um, do you do you see any of that? That just seeing on social media, seeing because um, uh, you've got a pretty good uh, Instagram presence. So I'm sure you you see a lot of your followers and that kind of thing. I mean, do you kind of notice that as well? That that even like social media and the stuff that we put out there, that we kind of maybe play into that that whole you know reality versus expectations versus what we want people to see kind of kind of idea. Yeah, I think yeah. There's a lot of that. Like Valentine's Day just being passed, there was. So many cheesy posts. It was kind of hilarious. Like <laughs> everyone bragging about like the flowers that they got and stuff. And I'm like, I did nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I think even on the flip side of that is that people are recognizing that more, but they're being almost overly real in a way like every marriage post they have to give like a disclaimer at the beginning like we're not perfect but or like yeah just being overly like oh I'm so horrible at this like I feel ya yeah I know what you mean um the uh uh, sorry, I just got a phone call there. That's weird. Um, so, yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, it's like, it's almost like a false, it's almost like a false sense of, um, self, you know, maybe self-deprecation or something, some, some kind of salt, false sense of pride. Like, I'm showing you just how not prideful I am in trying to be real, but yet just by doing that, you're not really being real. <laughs> yeah. Shanine, let me ask you this. Uh, in one of your one of your stories, one of your blogs on your on your website, there you you talked about your word of the year was going to be glorify, and that that kind of story jumped out at me a little bit. And kind of, what's the motivation of that? To because glorify is one of those words that. Sometimes we hear in church, we hear it a lot in church, hopefully, but uh, people might not really know what that means or or how to live that out. So I was just curious why that kind of word, you know, spoke to you about being your word of the year and, and sharing that. So, Yeah, I actually, I wasn't going to do a word of the year this year, and then I went to church and the word glorify popped up like five times. So. Oh yeah, one of those... <laughs> Not surprisingly. Here's but. your word. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then I was doing a Bible study on um, Luke, and there's a corresponding verse in Matthew. Um, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Um, that's Matthew 5.16. And um, then... There was a quote that I found in a commentary um, from David Kuzik, and it says, salt is only useful when it has the nature of salt, 
A Christian is only useful when he or she has the nature of Christ. So I think I thought glorify would be a good word to focus on. And now I, in these first couple of months of the year, I'm seeing just how bad I am at it. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I see what you did there, God. Um, I think to me, it's just doing everything in a way that points to God. Um, basically having the nature of Christ in everything I do in my life. Um, whether that's at work or at the grocery store or interacting with my husband or my family and friends, just everything I do, trying to do it like Jesus would do it. And sometimes I get really impatient at the grocery store. And sometimes I get a little snappy with people and yeah, I'm just realizing how bad I am at glorifying God in absolutely everything i do yeah i definitely can relate to that 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 word glorify to me is 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 one of those you know a lot of people want to use the words praise and worship and those times that's going to be my focus i'm on praise worship and do all that kind of stuff because that's like godly focused which is great you know when we think of those words typically and and, and we're, we're putting our attention on god but the thing that about glorify is is it switches it around and that's one reason I liked it and it, it puts the it almost puts people looking at us because in, in a in a way because we're supposed to live our life to glorify Christ, to to bring attention to him. And that's a lot different challenging. If I just say I'm I praise you God, you know, I'm I'm giving you praise. I can do that pretty easy. I can go to church. I can sing the songs, raise my hands once in a while. <laughs> Depends on what church you're in. You can raise your hands, but uh, uh, and then you get into, uh, but if you get into glorifying, well, then I gotta work on the way I carry myself, I represent myself, I put myself out there because I'm wanting to, people to see Christ in me, and that's a whole different world. Uh, that's a whole different challenge. Yeah, that kind of raises the bar just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's actually I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's pretty cool. So when you figure it out, Shanine, uh, we'll read that blog so we can <laughs> we can we can do it too. <laughs> uh, Educate us all. Now uh, another thing I wanted to ask you, and I had you know this is something this is a tradition I want to set up, is especially as we talk to people that don't live in the same area we do. We live in a, in a place that's referred to as the Bible Belt. Have you heard the Bible Belt phrase up in Canada before? Okay. So what, and and to know, like, what is it like living out life as a Christian in Canada? How do you, how does, how do you feel about that? It it may be no different than anywhere else. I'm not saying it is. I think that's something that's interesting to me in other parts of the world and other countries. Uh, Living out your faith can, is it a challenge? Is it, how do you, how do you perceive that? Oh. I think I didn't prepare you for this question. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've traveled quite a bit and like done some missions trips in foreign countries and stuff. So I've definitely seen how being a Christian is different in several different areas. And um, 
I think it's kind of hard in Canada in a way. There's, I think there's less passion in the church in general than in some other areas that are maybe more persecuted or like the churches are newer there. And um, I think that makes it hard to be a Christian a little bit. Um, Yeah, we see that kind of same thing here where it's, it's very, it's honestly easy to be a Christian in a way because we're not getting persecuted. We're not, you know, we're not getting dogged for our faith that much, that kind of thing. But at the same time, that makes it difficult, um, I think, to be a true Christian, uh, to be a uh, to be truly what God calls us to be. And it's really easy to to get kind of sit back and and just get comfortable. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apathy. There's yeah. a there's a church on every corner down here, and apathy sets in because it almost is just too easy. And, and, but I really think it, it's kind of neat because all this stuff kind of correlates to me because at the end of the day, um, just like Shanine's trying to do with her blog and spread this message and get get glory to God out there, um, we what we see is just so many people in this world have a knowledge of faith, of Jesus, but that relationship and converting it into living it out – I mean, that's just a whole different challenge because we come, we become caught up in what our normal lives are. We get caught up in our day-to-day activities. We get caught up in all the responsibilities that we have. We get caught up in the in the where we're at in life at the time, you know. Um, and in although Christ is always there, we tend to uh, not always recognize it, not always be intentional about living it out. And bringing glory to Him, so uh, you pretty much just described the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't mean to. That's, that's kind of why we started it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shanine, why don't you tell us again? Uh, just where can people go out and find your blog? Why don't you just give them the address and maybe if there's a email address if they wanted to reach out to you and maybe uh, communicate with you or, or your social medias? How can people find the Hoot and Howl blog? Um, I'm at thehootandhowl.com. Um, you can email me at hello at thehootandhowl.com. And I'm on Instagram as hootandhowltales, T-A-L-E-S. And, yeah, those are the big places. All right. Well, y'all go out there and check Shanine out and uh, see what she's doing and follow along with that blog. There's there's a lot of great stuff out there, and uh, I've enjoyed reading some of it myself. But, uh Janine, we really appreciate you joining us on the show tonight. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh-oh. I have one more question. Oh, my, my, my okay. bad. All right, so here is, and and you may um, give us, maybe give us a little bit here, but I think I, it would be fun to see a blog post about this. Um, <laughs> oh, so, he's giving you homework. <clears throat> yeah, here's homework. So as a, um, as, as a woman... You, you know, obviously are reading the Bible through, through a lady's lens, through, through the lenses of a lady. Um, 
And obviously, there's a lot of things in the Bible that point to a culture where um, women were, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure if second-rate, second-class citizen, did, you know, does it justice. It more like third or fourth class. Um, uh-huh. Women were just not portrayed very well in in culture in that time. And, and honestly, many many cultures throughout the world right now is very similar. But... Uh, you know, a lot of times, and even just the other day, I heard that, um, you know, that scripture um, either demeans women or that there's a lot of um, kind of anti, um, anti-woman, anti you know, kind of stories, that kind of thing. Um, but yet I'm looking through, uh, I'm kind of preparing a, a talk that I'm going to give here in a little while or in a, in a few days. Um and it mentions, you know, like this story mentions like Rahab and um, which she is found in like four different places in the Bible. Um, and then if you look at like the genealogy of Jesus, there's four different women, I believe, mentioned. Um, and especially for that kind of culture, that was that was odd just for just for that to happen. So I'm just kind of curious if you've kind of looked into that Annie what's your take on that how you how you maybe answer um the question of of women in God's economy that kind of thing um if that comes up in Canada you know in 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 normal conversation what you think there um I mean I'm not a professional scholar on that by any means but I think a lot of I guess the rules and stuff that we can see in the Bible can seem demeaning when we look at them at face value and through our own cultural lens. Um, There has to be an understanding of the the heart and the purpose behind it, as well as the cultural context that it's coming from. And also like you mentioned Rahab and like, if you look at any story in the Bible of God and Jesus interacting with women like it's so clear how much he values women just like equally to men Um, Mm -hmm. I think one thing that comes to mind I was listening to Jess Connolly's podcast called Go and Tell Gals and the title of her podcast comes from when Jesus is in the garden after being resurrected and he first talks to Mary and tells her to go and tell the disciples that he's alive. And kind of, she was the first one trusted with that message. And that's kind of a big deal that we don't always realize. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I would love to see, um, like if you, if you went through, you know, like Matthew chapter one, saw the women that were, that are listed there and, and came up with a blog post around like those women. So there's some interesting, there's some crazy big stories just with those, just in that one chapter. Huh. Like we like to really glaze over that chapter because <laughs> especially reading it in the, in the old King James version, there's a lot of begatting and so-and-so begat so-and-so and wow but there's a man so many so many cool stories just in in one chapter of the bible well awesome thank you 
<laughs> All right. Well, Jonathan got his question in, so yeah. uh, good, good deal. Totally out of left field, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was a, I'm glad you were asking her and not me, because I was just stared at you like a deer in headlights. So, Well, Shanine, again, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, try to stay warm up there. Goodness. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I, still, I just feel bad for you. <laughs> you don't have any pets, do you? Yeah. Like dogs that have to go outside in this? Yeah, we have a beagle. Oh, my goodness. You have to walk it, or do you have a fenced yard or anything? We do have a fenced yard, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. You can just wave, <laughs> wave to the dog from the back door and be like, I'll let you back in. Hurry. hurry. Open the door, kick it out. It's, you better hurry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, well, thank you so much. Y'all be sure to go check out Shanine's uh, blog, Hoot and Howl. And uh, catch her on Instagram and, and uh, some of the different social medias. and We'll have those listed on our... Uh, yeah, we'll put it out there. Yeah, on the show notes. Show notes. So, Shanine, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Shanine. You have an awesome night. You too. Okay, Dustin, I've got one thing to say about that interview. What's that, Jonathan? It's way too stinking cold. In Canada yeah. right now. We're not relocating anytime soon to Canada. No. <laughs> you know, hey, I really appreciate Shanine coming on and taking time to do that because uh, you know, she had a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of good points to make, a lot of interesting things to share with us. And, and uh, you know, we always kind of start transitioning to that time where we're going to land the plane. And, and we want to do that tonight. Um, and and I, th- I think it's as simple as this, uh, I guess, Jonathan, and tell me when I, where I'm wrong. But... <laughs> Is you know I just we just heard her story and what she was talking about and I think about um, everything that she said and you know all every time we hear that kind of story I appreciate Shanine being open and honest on her blog about her journey of that feeling alone or feeling out of place or feeling like you know her, maybe her purpose was gone because there was so many changes in her life and maybe it didn't look like it was supposed to or didn't go exactly how one might think it would but. I mean, how many of us go through that same exact journey or have been through that journey or are currently going through that journey? You may be out there listening right now trying to adjust to life where you're at. And, uh, I mean, I think it's a common thing. And I, yeah. I don't think it's it's something to be ashamed of. We feel like it's something we have to be quiet about, we shouldn't talk about, or those types of things. But it can, it can, put, a, it can put a toll on us. And it, can, it can be difficult. And so I encourage people, just like she said, just keep at it. You know, uh, keep... Keep keep plugging away because sometimes we all know that this Christian walk is not just it's not easy. It's not just wake up feeling like I want to do that or I want to be this way today. And you know she brought that glorifying God uh, about you know her word for the year glorify. Man, some days we gotta we gotta wake up and we gotta make a decision and we gotta we gotta tell ourselves no. We gotta kind of sometimes just push ourselves um, and put ourselves out there and. And, and live the life and do the things we're supposed to do even when we don't want to do them sometimes where there might be other things trying to pull us down. So I'm encouraged by that. I'm, I'm excited that the work she's doing and the things she's sharing. So be sure to go out there and check out her her blog and, and, and uh, encourage her and, and be encouraged by her. So Yeah, and I, and I think one, uh, just those expectations that we all have, you know, no matter what it is. I mean, it could be marriage, it could be jobs, it could be you know, adulthood, it could be, um, career, it could, you know, all kinds of things. Um, but like you say, we do, I, I think there's more of us 
who are struggling with that kind of thing than than probably there are people who aren't struggling, you know. And uh, man, how important it is to 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 be in community um, and, and stuff like that, and and invite people into those conversations with you. Uh, we're definitely <clears throat> none of us are alone. None of us are supposed to be alone and, right, and yeah. going through those kind of things. But a lot of times, like you said, we don't, uh, we don't want to, you know, invite people into those kind of things. And, but that's exactly what we need. So yeah, that was a good word. Yeah. So again, we appreciate her coming on and being part of the show. And, uh, I think that about wraps us up for the, for the podcast today. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. A couple quick things, you know, my little, my little, uh, I don't even know what to call them. My, my same old, same old. Let's just put it this way. Your spiel. My spiel. Let's go put it this way today. Hey, go out there and follow us on social media. Engage in conversation with us. We'd love to do that. Facebook, yeah. Instagram, wherever. We're on Pinterest now. <laughs> Jonathan, I don't know how. I never thought I'd say that, but <laughs> giving it a shot just to kind of help spread the word. So if you're on Pinterest, uh, go out there and search Land the Plane Podcast. You'll find us now. And I'm pinning away, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> away, never done it before, so I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, go out there and please help me, <laughs> please, please help us. But uh, just just help us spread the word of the show. If you enjoy the show, help us get it out there through either social media. Uh, we got our website www.landtheplane.today or landtheplane.today, and uh, of course you can always send us an email at uh, landtheplane.today at gmail.com. We've been getting some some show questions and some things we're going to continue to address over the next few episodes. So we're looking forward to that. But uh, I'm gonna leave it leave it just like that, Jonathan, because I think uh, it's been enough tonight that people don't need to sit through all that again. Yep. I, I just have one question. Okay. On Pinterest. Yeah. Is there a place that I can pin the tail on the donkey? Namely, like <laughs> <laughs> pin the tail on Dustin. No. no. Have you even ever been? Yes, on- I've been on Pinterest. I, I'm Why? Just, oh. <laughs> Now, See, it, it, I just set you in a trap. <laughs> now, now you've admitted to being a Pinterest fanatic. No, I've <laughs> I've been on Pinterest. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of do-it-yourself stuff on Pinterest. Yeah, there's a lot of good ideas. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of good ideas that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you can stay connected to the podcast, though. There you go. There somehow, some way. Yep. So pin it, pin it. All right, y'all have a good night. All right, see y'all later.